I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, as we committed to last week, we are talking about submission in marriage. So talking about what that means, what it is, what it isn't. Now, keep in mind, these are these are our stances. So you might come across someone else who views this a very different way than us, or maybe they agree, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. Okay, We're not looking to necessarily debate anyone. These are our thoughts and opinions on it. Submission in marriage. Let's just start with what it isn't. So it's it's not taking for granted each other. It's not being abusive to each other. It's, in essence, it's not me, like, holding over something over Trish of, hey, I'm in charge and you have to do this or there's these repercussions. Right. Submission isn't something you can make me do. It's a position of my heart. Again, it's not something I should hold over Trish of, if you don't do A... I'm going to punish you or I'm going to, in the worst cases, beat you, right? That that happens in the world. Yeah, it's definitely submission and people taking the Bible out of context have used it in a very horrible, awful, ungodly way that actually defiles what the Bible means when it says, wives submit to your husband it's been very abused scripture not i wouldn't maybe not the most abused scripture but it's definitely one of the top abused scriptures i think throughout history also super misunderstood and it's not like i said it's not a controlling thing either where think of it in a way of even in finances of having every little check and balance of like you no, you can't buy that you can't do this. You know that this money is only for this and this alone. Whatever. Or like you get an allowance. <laughs> right. Or, or <laughs> which I've heard of before. Or you know we well, both, we have budgets. I we, guess yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But but it's a budget's different than an allowance. An allowance is something to me that you have to earn. Where a budget is something that parameters that you put around your finances to help it so you can live a really good life eventually. And everyone, you know, don't get me wrong. Every, I think, marriage handles money in its own way. And some people, it's, you know, maybe the husband manages the budget and things. Maybe in some, the wife does. And in some, it's a shared partnership. There is always going to be somebody who is better with finances. Sometimes it's the woman and sometimes it's the man. In our case, it's definitely Thaddeus. I am at the age I am now. 24 just kidding um finally learning how to save money budget you know do different things like that just because I've never really had to know how to do that before even with the finances and maybe I handle in our scenario the budget a little more or whatever well it doesn't matter even when it comes to like a big purchase right or we have you get everyone that's listening that has been listening we have four kids and if we have a kid that wants to do a sport, we have to work that out as a budget. Are we going to be able to make this work? You know, between the two of us, figuring it out, not just me take, trying to take on the burden, which in the past I definitely 
left Trish out more and had a lot more of the burden putting it on myself. Yeah, I wouldn't say that you were leaving me out. I just say I was disinterested. <laughs> I think that's two different things. I think if I ever, I've always felt like if I've wanted to know, I can ask and you would tell me anything I wanted to know. However, I just have always trusted you. And that is part of submission. Submission is your heart as a wife, trusting your husband and trusting his leadership. So what is submission? Submission is something that brings freedom. It is a place of trust, safety, and honestly, it's a place where you can thrive, a place where you can grow. When we were first married, I understood that I had to submit to Thaddeus in my head, but it was not, there was a heart and a head disconnection. It wasn't a heart thing. It was a head thing. And it was something I really wrestled with the Lord with. And Thaddeus has no idea because it was an internal heart issue that I was struggling with submission. Yes, he maybe knew it was something I was trying to work through. He maybe understood that. He maybe could sense it, you know, when I'd have good days of being <laughs> doing it and hard days of doing it. I'm sure he felt it in those ways, but I don't think he'll ever fully comprehend the struggle it was for me to do because it it was not natural for me. It went against every fiber of my being. It went against my human nature to want to submit to him because I'm by nature, I'm a free thinker. I'm slightly rebellious. I'm, I'm very independent. I, I like to do things on my own. <laughs> I'm sure as a, as a toddler, I was like, I do it my own self, you know, like <laughs> I just, I just have that is, is who I am as part of my persona. Probably cause I grew up with four brothers that, you know, I just went along with them and did their thing and was very independent. So Submission was hard, but it was a it was a position of my heart. I had to work through to get there. I also struggled submitting to Thaddeus because I I didn't honestly always feel like he was worthy of my submission. And I know that sounds horrible, but I didn't always think as a leader of our family he was making the best choices. And so that was definitely a reason why I struggled with submitting. Also, so I had the rebellious heart, yes, but I also had a trust issue with him and his leadership. And so what I began to do is I began to pray and ask God to help me submit. But then also the other part of my prayer was that God would make Thaddeus somebody who I wanted to submit to and somebody who I could really trust. And honestly, I I can't even compare who he is now to who he was then 16 years ago, because it's just such a different person there, you know? Well, I think, and I don't want to use it as an excuse, but we did get married young. We've been together now almost 20 years between dating and marriage. We were teenagers, right? We got married right at 20. And it's just been uh, growing up together, essentially, into adulthood. We were young parents, etc. I don't want to use that as an excuse, I think it's valid, though, if, if you're someone who's on the younger side of the spectrum of thinking about marriage or maybe you are married and you're young, of it's going to there's going to be some growing pains there. But that being said, even if you're in your 30s or your 40s and just getting married, it's still going to be a struggle. Totally. Uh, some growing pains of becoming one flesh is painful right and because honestly if if you're 
if you're 30s and 40s and you're getting married or late 20s or whatever, not, you know, early 20s, teenager, just to to make this come full circle, the the fact of the matter is we were young, had to grow up and learn. If you're older and have kind of gone through life a little bit more, maybe you're a little more mature, maybe you have things more together as far as career and things like that, where you might be more set in your ways. So growing and learning how to work together in that regard can be can be just as tough, if not tougher. And even something we talked about, I think last week or the week before, about working as a team, right? And we're talking about submission this week, but even when we talked about when Trish would go on ministry trips and having to figure out that piece of how is this going to work, it wasn't just a, you know, Trish saying, I'm going. You know, she she talked to me about it, right? And we came to an agreement of what needed to happen in order for her to go, right? It wasn't just, I'm going, see you later, right? She came to me with, hey, there's this opportunity to go do this. We need to be praying about it, etc. right? Early on in our marriage, one thing I learned the hard way was that Thaddeus and I were very different as far as what we found enjoyable in that season of our lives. And I was the type who thought when we got married, we'd do everything together. We'd travel together every Sunday after church or every week day, night after church, we'd go out for dinner together. We'd go out with our friends together. And I totally thought that's how it would be. And I, and Thaddeus thought we would spend a lot of time at home and just go on a lot of dates, the two of us, and really focus on cultivating our relationship between the two of us. We butted heads a lot with that in the beginning years of our marriage, because we both had a different perception of what marriage should be and how our relationship would function socially and in and just as the two of us and so we had to work through that and I had to be released by Thaddeus to he had to just say Trish I want to spend a lot of time with you which we did but I also don't want to go be super social all the time like I did in that season of my life and so he just allowed me to be released to go out with friends or go out after church and maybe he'd go home or different things like that because we both had different social thresholds. And at that season of my life, mine was definitely a lot higher and I had a lot more social needs that needed to get met. I would say it's almost reversed now where Thaddeus is more of a social being than I am as as an adult. And I get so exhausted being around, you know, out in public and socializing. I love it while I'm doing it, but it just exhausts me and so we very much have flipped roles which is kind of funny or maybe we've learned from each other and we've balanced each other out more i don't i don't know that we flipped roles i think i think i've been pretty even and i just think because (laughs) you've changed over the time that it just seems like we've flipped roles to you but yeah maybe you're consistent and i've i've always had this drastically flipped i'm i'm a naturally introverted person do i hang out with people yes do i always need to hang out with people Absolutely not. Is there times in my life where I've been more social? Yes, more so. You know, I've been in bands, coaching, coaching different things like that. And I, it doesn't I, exhaust you. It, it doesn't 
two but the thing is is that we're it's very like, different in those ways I, what you've probably learned over these years is the reasons why I, I wouldn't want to necessarily okay we we were at church and now we want to go out to eat with everybody and then do this and do this for me it's like once we got done at church let's say it was a an evening service right i didn't necessarily want to then go out to perkins or applebee's or whatever not because i didn't want to be around people but for me it's like i have to go home and have some time to unwind whether that's just you know watching something on tv playing a video game hanging out with just you if it's the two of us or whatever but i can't just like go 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 hang out go home and then just try to go to bed which is what i could do when we first started because i have to work and that was a huge struggle with submission too because i would try to fight tooth and nail to get thaddeus to go out and it was i don't know it was something we really butted heads over which is kind of dumb but I just, we both had our ideas of what we thought life would look like. But the one thing that really helped that change was kids. Because <laughs> then, <laughs> then I was getting so much of my needs met with people interaction and all of that. So but it's kind of funny. But if you don't have kids and you're like, oh, we're struggling with this, don't just think kids are going to solve your problems. True. So I want to read a couple of scriptures about submission and kind of give you guys where we're coming from biblically. Let's start with Ephesians 5.21, and then we're just going to maybe fire some scriptures at you guys, and then we'll go through and talk through them a little bit. So Ephesians 5.21, and I'm going to read out of the message version. Out of respect for Christ, be courteous, reverent to one another. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides the leadership to his wife the way Christ does the church. Not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as a church submits to Christ, as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, a love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how the husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they already are one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why man leaves father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church, and this provides a good picture of how a husband should treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Genesis 3.16 says, To the woman, he said, and this was after the fall, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. I just want to read one more, because I I really want to drive home the point that the Bible has multiple scriptures that back up that wives need to submit to their husbands, and that 
Wives are under their husband's leadership. So let's go to Colossians 3.18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh to them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only in their eye when their eye is on you and you carry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and in reverence to the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord and not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is Lord Christ who you are serving. There's so much to unpack there. Well, and I think that from the three different scriptures that you read, there's there's different takeaways. If you go chronologically and you go back to Genesis, right, mm-hmm. which is the second one that you read, it's after the fall. And if you don't know, the when we say the fall, we're saying the fall of man, that's when sin entered the world, right? And when God told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then the serpent. Let's be clear. God inspe- God instructed Adam to not eat of sure. the fruit. Uh, it, we could get into a huge debate here. <laughs> what is interesting about it isn't necessarily that Eve fully understood what the instructions were that Adam had. She quoted back what her understanding was, and she said, you're not supposed to eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. And you're not even supposed to touch it or you will die. And she totally misunderstood the instructions that God had given Adam as how to treat the tree because the serpent was like, surely you won't die. You're not going to die because God didn't say that. So, So Eve is tempted. She eats of it. She didn't die. She brings it to Adam, right? Does I don't recall if Eve tells Adam exactly where the fruit was from, but I think it's insinuated. And Adam eats, then God's like, "What are you guys doing? I told you not to, right?" And I, you could, you could go down the path of that's why. Then God says to the woman, "You know, I'm gonna basically punish you for this, and your husband's gonna rule over you now, like because you." you didn't listen right you have to do this okay there's there's that whole path that you could go down of that's why it is the way it is and that's why even later in the bible the passages that trish read about women submitting to their husbands and things like that however what trish read in ephesians and yes it was the message version and everyone could have their own opinions on that I just like the way it words it better. I mean, it's more beautiful. The other versions are great, too. And worded similarly, I don't think it's a very off version. But I think it's just more beautifully put. (laughs) That's why I like the way the message words it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, where it's talking about wives understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ, right? And the husband's to provide leadership to the wife that the Christ does to his church. Wives, you know, it's not this like wives submit, right? I know in Colossians, that's where a lot of submission comes from is that Colossians passage that church read where it's wives submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord in every version, you know, 
words it a little differently, but it's, it always seems like wives submit to your husbands is kind of always the key there, right? And it sounds aggressive versus what she read out of the message in Ephesians where it's wives understand and support your husbands, right? The way that you show hus- yeah, your support for Christ and the husband provides leadership, right? Providing leadership, not just he's going to rule over you, right? And I don't, we'd have to look up the other versions of that passage to see if it's worded more in a more aggressive tone or not. But in, in my opinion, just like Trish said, that the way that that message translation words that isn't necessarily, is it wrong? I don't think so. It, I think it helps you understand a little bit more from where we're coming from of it's not a, I'm not here to rule over Trish. She's not here to just submit to me. You know, that, that word submit sounds, what I'm saying sounds aggressive. She's here to, to support me. Right. And then not only that, but I, later on where it talks about not abusing your own body, you feed and pamper it. Right. I'm Trish's provider in essence. And I'm not saying that's the way it has to be across the board. Like we've talked about, you know, Men don't just have to be the primary breadwinner. Women can go work, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Today's day and age, when the Bible was written and the way the world ran, is very different than how things are today. I do think there's a pressure on us, though, as women to, when we're at home, pretend like we don't work, and when we're at work, to pretend like we don't have kids. And it's hard because we're not created that way. We're created to be moms, and we're created to be nurturers, and... And have that intertwined. I think what it comes down to is we, when we look at submission, and again, these are our views here. It comes down to if I am looking to Christ and taking under consideration what I feel God has for us, and I bring that to Trish, and she's in agreement with me, right, in supporting me in those decisions and looking to Christ herself on those things, right? For us, it's an agreement type of thing. If she's feeling something, she's bringing it to me, and so it's not just her decision either, right? We're supporting each other. Where it comes down to if it's just me making all these decisions and I'm not pampering Trish and I, I'm not, I'm not I'm using the word pampering because of what she read out of the scripture there, but it doesn't mean I need to give her you know, spa treatment or something like that. But where I'm not, if, if I'm just here to make the decisions and rule over her and not, not uh, provide for her, not take care of her, but I'm just going to be, this is the way and you have to do it. I wouldn't expect Trish to be a submissive wife. There's going to be, there would be some pushback. Not a joy, even if I was acting or, right, a like joyful I, a submissive wife, it would definitely not be a heart of submission. It would not be a heart filled with joy in submission. And I don't think our marriage would work. No, it wouldn't be healthy at all. So it, it comes down to if I'm doing what God tells me to do in providing because for Because you her, are submitting to God. Right. So taking care of her, taking care of our kids, right? And 
I'm using taking care of doesn't mean I'm bathing her or doing things like that, right? I would if I had to, right? But it if I'm not nurturing my family, why would my wife support me, mm-hmm. right? But what it really is and what it all comes down to is your heart of submission to Christ for both of you. I knew when we got married to honor Christ, I had to submit to you. And I was submitting to you out of my submission to Christ and my honoring Christ and my serving of him. And the single best thing, if you are struggling in your marriage, is to get your relationship right with Christ, husband or wife. Because the Bible says that wives are to submit to your husbands as your husbands submit to the Lord. And so if your husband and your wife isn't living a life of submission towards you, Maybe you should see where you are at with the Lord. And I don't mean to sound judgmental when I say that, but we are, as women are called to submit to our husbands when they are living themselves a life of submission and modeling that to us. And so you are a leader. You are the, the model of what a submissive life looks like to your wife. And so when you are having a healthy submissive relationship to the Lord, you're teaching her that this is how you act And not only will she learn how to submit to God from you, but she will learn and have a desire to submit to you when she sees that in you. And if you're single and you're not even dating somebody, or maybe you are dating somebody and hopes to marry them someday, maybe you're engaged, this is is your trick. This is your ticket to a healthy marriage. Get your heart in submission to Christ, male or female, wherever you are. Get it in submission to Christ because it is the single best way to prepare yourself for marriage. Get your heart in alignment with God's will for your life. Get your heart in a place where you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit in your life and you're functioning in obedience to what God is telling you to do. And you will have a healthy marriage when that time comes. But the thing is, is The Lord doesn't demand you or abuse you into submission. He doesn't hurt you to make you submit to him. What he does is he loves you into submission. He laid down his life for you. He submitted to the will of God. He Christ demonstrated submission when he said, not my will, but yours be done. And when we were undeserving of Christ dying for us, he loved us so much. He laid down his life for us and we were not worthy and we were never deserving of Christ dying for us, but because of his love for God, the father and his act of submission towards God, he functioned in obedience and he laid down his life for us who were so undeserving. And so maybe you're in that place right now with your relationship where The other person either isn't deserving to be submitted to or deserving to be led. Whatever it looks like, I don't know what the tension is. But that is your opportunity to be like Christ. And I'll end with this thought. To be a good leader, you need to be led. You need to know how to be led. And so if you are a woman who wants to be a strong leader, Know how to be led in a healthy way. If you are a man who wants to be a strong leader, learn how to be led. And you will become a better leader because you will understand leadership 
in a different dimension. So when you come into a place of leadership in marriage or in workplace or in a church capacity or whatever it is, a volunteer role, you are going to understand leadership so much more because you know what it's like to be a person who's being led. And it will give you that much more compassion and mercy and it will help you to function from a place of... A place of humbleness? Humbleness, understanding. It It's very easy if you have a strong personality and you want to be a leader to... Whether you're male, female, you know, it doesn't matter where you want to push back, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have that and you want to be the leader, like Trisha's saying, you have to learn how to be led by someone else. You have to learn how to bite your tongue. Yeah. You have to learn how to, you know, be slow to anger, things like that. I think the final point here that we're getting at is to have a marriage that glorifies God, you have to have honor and respect for each other. Whether you feel like you are the leader or, or not, right. You have to have honor and respect for each other. Is every day going to be perfect? No. Are you going to fight? Yes. Right. But you have to be able to have honor and respect and be able to understand each other after you take a step back, if it's one of those days, right? If you both are looking to God and looking and honestly listening for what God has for you, this, as hard as it is, can be a lot easier. There's freedom and there's joy in submission to God and to man. So that being said, we hope you've enjoyed this episode we are going to be celebrating our 16th wedding anniversary this weekend so exciting and celebrating uh, a friend getting married as well so not sure where we'll be at for next week is if we'll have an episode or not how how busy we'll be if we'll have the chance to record something or not doesn't matter if you've enjoyed this one if you've enjoyed past ones please let us know share it with your friends uh you can send us an email to info at fallenshortpodcast.com we'd love to hear from you whether it's a word of encouragement if you have a prayer request if you have something that you would like to hear us talk about uh please uh, leave a rating and a review depending on your podcast platform if it allows it we definitely would help us out and we'd appreciate it so until next time i'm thaddeus and i'm trish and we love you guys Are you currently doing your own podcast or maybe you're aspiring to start one? If you are, we'd like to encourage you to check out Blueberry Podcasting for all of your hosting needs. We use Blueberry today and let me tell you, it's it's real slick. Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin. So if you use our code Fallen Short, you can get your first month free. So you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast.